You're listening to Karen Drift's Anishinaabe Moen Language and Culture Show, brought to you by KBFT 89.9 FM Boys Fort Tribal Community Radio in the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Okay, here we are. We've been trying to get uh, things set up technically. Of course, it's always got to be something. Um, so we're not broadcasting this live, but we are um, recording it, and we'll try to get it up on our Facebook uh, page here pretty soon. You are listening to the Karen Drift Anishinaabe Moen uh, radio show right here on KBFT, and we've got some uh, special guests in here, and we're going to do our introductions first. And so um, just want to say that Mishkobanes and Dijinakaz, Onanami Zagaigan in Dunjaba, and Na Namidana Na Nun. I almost forgot that. But, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Redbird, and I am here on the uh, the Karen Drift show. I'm just kind of the host in that. So, And then the star of the show, Gage uh, Wanook, she is here. Auntie, I call her Auntie because she is my Auntie. And uh, she's going to introduce herself. Guinea Tum. Okay, we have uh, first kindergarten and first grade today here. They're going to introduce themselves and then they're going to sing a song after they get done. So should I have the first one introduced? Yeah, you can uh, do it either one by one, just have them go yeah. by there, or... Okay, yeah, say, Boujou. Boujou. Oh, what? Allison. What's your name? Allison. Indigenous. Indigenous. Okay, move away now. Let Aya, Asha, Asha, good sky, Indigenous. Boujou. Boujou. Asha, Indigenous. Okay. Talk nice and loud in there. Boozhoo. Boozhoo, when we stood in the car. Okay, John. Nice and loud now so your mother and dad can hear you. Talk loud. Boozhoo. Boozhoo. John. Should I say my whole name? Yeah. John Jim's wife, other day, indigenous cause. Good job. That's how you talk in there. Uh, Jarvis, I'm bae. Nice and loud like John. Yeah, and then indigenous cause. Jarvis, good sky, June, indigenous cause. Okay, next one who didn't have a turn. Tobias, I'm Loud, nice and loud. So your mom can hear you. Boozhoo. Talk right in there, right close. Boozhoo. Tobias. Tobias. Dale Bardo and Dejanakas. Okay, you. Say boozhoo. Boozhoo. What's your name? Dejanakas. Okay, say Dejanakas. Dejanakas. Okay. 
You did already, yeah? Huh? You. Say your name nice and loud in here in these little holes. Okay, come on. Yes, Okay. Who else? Okay, you. Say your name and indigenous cause. Indigenous cause. You said it. You said it good. Paris, did you say Paris? And nice and loud now. Paris, um, the Wampus, the Bissit's cause. Okay, anybody else didn't have a turn? Um, Hayden didn't. Okay, come on. Say Buju. Your name. Hayden and Dishnikaz. What's his name? Hayden. Okay, say your name. Hayden and Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you said it loud, okay? That's it now, so we're going to sing. Okay, bring the other ones in here. And you got to sing loud, so... People can hear you. You are not talking loud or singing loud. So I want you nice voice. You will get a treat when before you go home from school. Let's sing it once more. Yeah, let's do it again. That was beautiful. You guys are so good singers. I just could have you sing that song ten times. Mino Nagamon. Yeah. Mino Mino. Mino is good. Mino Nagamok. Me say me Gwitch. Good job guys. We're gonna have you come back in again. Sometime soon. Minuchige. Well, that was pretty cool. I'm uh, apologizing to our uh, Facebook uh, viewers out there. Just finally found the right button. I think that's what was the cause. So it was Operator Air. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go. I finally got everything connected. So we are on Facebook at this time. But, yeah, we wanted you to listen to uh, the kids and what the... Uh, what grade was that? Uh, kindergarten and first. Kindergarten and first graders were up here and uh, just sharing one of their songs. Uh, Ryan Bijan brought them up here and had been working with them, so we kind of wanted them to showcase themselves, and we'll do this again more often because, uh, like I said, that's one of the reasons why KVFT exists is to have these kids uh, participate in our programming here, so... Excited to to see some uh, some activity 
uh, flowing over to the radio station. So we definitely want to have them on uh, more often, and the more uh, Ryan and Auntie Karen can engage with them, uh, that much more you'll be able to hear all of the the fruits of their labor. And um, it's just amazing, you know, when uh, when Auntie was a uh, active um, Head Start teacher and how much she, uh, you know, was able to teach all of these kids. And, uh, of course, the kids she was teaching were much younger. And some of them that, you know, graduated, they, they had a, an amazing vocabulary. Uh, I know the older ones that she would run through, and I think at the time, who was it, uh, Danny Paradiso's, um kids her yeah. boys mm-hmm. one of the boys i mean he he yeah. picked it up really quick yeah and kai. Uh, kaya okay yeah. kai yep and uh so yeah he probably already had maybe i'd say a good percentage of my vocabulary <laughs> you know he had all the animals the the uh the numbers and um everything else you know phrases that that he would he would uh um show or at least share with his uh sorry i'm getting distracted by my broadcast here but anyhow i'm going to turn it back over to you Auntie. okay i want to thank ryan for being so good with the kids i sat in many many times with him and and um helped him teach and he's really good he's good at hands-on things like sugar making and making other kinds of things and and he he's the best I think mm-hmm. that, that works with kids the kids like him and and he's easy to work with and he taught him that taught them that song well they know some words you know like Ushu, Ani and you know and you know, minnow, minnow, yeah, I'm good, and and they probably just put kind of put them words together, and but yeah, we um, I'm gonna go in there again with him, and uh, we're gonna do a, a, a I have a spring song I'm looking for. It's in all my stuff, and that that song in uh, Anishinaabemo, and but I hope. I hope we can uh, we can do a lot more with with the kids because that's where it's going to come from. It ain't going to come from the adults because, as you can see, there's uh, no participation with adults, even on Facebook or or uh, Perry. Perry's going to quit. Uh, the Zoom because only two people showed up, so you know, one or two, and there's no sense, and you know, so he, that's not going to be on anymore. Just the teachings, like at the bear room, at least there was four people there at the bear room. And if you know, maybe if if it goes down to one person, we'll probably have to quit that for the adults and the young, the young. But we had a good turnout yesterday for Jay's uh, table. There was like 12, 12, even more, 12, 14 people there. And, and, you know, it was, we young elders were there, you know, 
me and Mary Bell and Heart Warrior were the oldest, oldest elders there. The rest were all maybe 55. They just turned 55. and But that's good. They were there so they can, they can, uh, you know, a lot of them knew back in, you know, what, what went on and there was one, one guy there that went, used to go hunting with J.S., that's John Strong. And, you know, they told stories about, about Soggy Baga when they'd have a carnival up here on a ball diving. And it was good to hear them, them young elders talk. You know, they, we stayed, we were living, when we got on that one, it went, it kind of went kind of long. Plus, while they were all there, Squidge, Squidge did exercise, so all the elders were doing exercise. It should be like that every week. But, uh, I think, like Jay was saying, that we're gonna do that, uh, once a month, you know. I hope we do get the elder council back, or, you know, just, I know it ain't going to be like before. Remember when you used to get paid $20, $25 to attend? And uh, Peggy ran that. Peggy, Don Chosa, and uh, Kathy Chavers, I think, all three of them ran, uh, at, at, not at one time, but each time. And, but there used to be a lot of people, over 30 elders. We'd have it in Tower one month and then Net Lake the other. All the people would travel from Tower to Net Lake and then we would go come from Net Lake. We'd go to Tower and go meet at the, at the, uh, the, big, the bear room up in up Fortune Day. And we, they'd serve us a meal. They'd give us meal. I mean, nice meal. We'd all go down, eat together, and kind of like visit each other, you know. And then they quit that. I think it was getting too costly to, to, because they start paying us elders. It went from 20, 15, 20, and then uh, Peggy was with, uh, chair, chairwoman for, uh, and she raised it to $25. And that was good for the elders because they used that money for gas to get up there. They used it for whatever they needed, coffee, sugar, or, you know, it wasn't much, but it was a little bit money to buy, to buy, uh, extra things that, you know, if you run out. And we'd only have it once a month, but I think that's why they cut it out because it got too costly. Then Fortune Day was feeding us, you know, for nothing. We'd have a great big buffet there, and that was everybody enjoyed. All the elders enjoyed that. Now we don't enjoy nothing. Well, I think a lot of it too. Uh, you know, a lot of our elders that pa- uh, passed on, and I know, uh, you know, with the added, uh, I guess, uh, impact. You know, of um, 
the COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we, we lost quite a bit of elders during that yeah. time frame, too. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I think the the baby boomer generation, I think that's, you know, everybody born mm-hmm. kind of between the uh, 30s and uh, 50s. You know, mm-hmm. that whole group of people, I think Are they... coming up, yeah. Well, they, they, they came up, and now we're kind of going on the backside of mm-hmm. yeah. of uh, those, that group. And yeah. now, uh, like you said, the baby elders, these are all the ones from 19... I think born in 1960, yeah. 62, all the way up until... I think mm-hmm. they include all the way up to 1980, mm-hmm. 1980, I believe. Yeah, then I don't... I think... There's there's not much elders in tower. Mm-hmm. I know I there used to be Geraldine and her husband and Gloria. Yeah. All of them they would all come to Net Lake. Now, you know. Now yeah, they still got uh, probably just Gary Donald and Yeah, Gary's over there. Who else? There's there's still ones that I rem- I can think of. They might be younger than what I'm thinking. Yeah, like Denise. Yeah, Denise, yes, she would be definitely in that group. But I know, like, we lost Phyllis. God, mm-hmm. you can name more people that we've lost than, you know what I mean, young mm-hmm. baby elders right now. Um, Marcy. Yeah. Uh, everybody. Wow. Yeah. More and more names come to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just, and now, you know, that's what I was... I was saying there, I I asked Millie yesterday, how many elders are there now left? Mm -hmm. But she didn't really know. I said, do you do a count on the elders? Yeah. You know, even, you know. I wonder where um, that information went because remember they used to talk about, well, they had a a little newsletter or maybe it was a Boys Fort News at the time. Mm -hmm. But I always remember they always posted uh, birthdays and then things. Yeah. And then they would always have... uh, you know what I mean? What what year they were born, and so you kind of had an idea of who was yeah. who was still around, and you know who was celebrating what, when, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just thinking about our age group. You know, like you said, there were a lot of baby elders there, and mm-hmm. ones that just turned fifty-five, and I'm one of them. You know, I turned fifty-five yeah. last year, mm-hmm. and um, but I don't know if they have a, a current list that uh, the government can, or the tribal government can uh, refer to, you know, I don't know if that's something that they are restricted by nowadays because of uh, privacy laws or whatever it might be. It might be something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was real. there was only me, Mary Bell, and Hartware that, that are in there. We are in our late 70s and yeah. 80s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were the oldest ones there and all the rest were young. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just thought of uh, Delano. He's over yeah. over on the other side too. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to remember who else would be over there. Talking about Lake Vermilion and uh, our elders over on the the um, Onanamis like I got inside of Boys Fort. Yeah, there's no Boches, I don't think. There may mm. be young ones like Steve. Probably yep, he's a Steve, young elder. Yep, yep he definitely and, be a um, young elder. His brother. Oh, Dale. all of his brothers, yeah, Dale and... They're um, all young elders. Keith, he's got to be there, too. And then, um, well, yeah, you know, like Neil Wayne? Mm-hmm. Um, Erica? Be- Becky Chosa, Erica? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that group is coming Vicky through now. Vicky and Pam. Oh, yeah, Vicky and Pam, for sure. So, yeah, there's... Uh, and old uh, uh, Hannah's dad, what's his name, John Letty. Yeah, old John. He's, he's kind of in an older, older group, you know. Yeah, he looks young, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably about in his late 60s. You know? Yeah, 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 he, he, he still looks like a... Uh, baby elder, him. Yeah. I, I would see him down at the, or I used to see him at the wellness center. And, yeah, and then it's, you know, we're, we're going elders, old elders, and then the next one's like I told Carlene, when I'm going out and you're coming in, you and Pete and Mark, they're, they're three elders. Mm-hmm. They're elders. Mm. I think Adrian's an elder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny about that, and I don't know if a lot of people kind of wonder about these things. You know, I mean, I've heard some discussion, too, you know, like what is an elder um, and all of that, and then you start splitting hairs as far as, you know, is it just because of your age, is it be- or is it because of your knowledge, or is it because of your your wisdom, you know, and... Or is it just because you know you're you're of that of that group, you know? And uh, I, I I think it's a combination, of course, uh, of 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 it all, you know. Yeah. I mean, not all of us grew up in a in a traditional way, yeah. mm-hmm. but there are those who who have and and are able to share their knowledge and that's what you're trying to say is that's important just to be there and yeah. and participate and to see if how much and I forgot I was going to tell Jay to ask how many of them knew some words little words you know mm-hmm. some didn't know any at all you know well they probably know at least bonjour or you know yeah. they know maybe five six words you know mm-hmm. but they were, they never really went to any uh, like language place to learn, you know, learn yeah. the language. Yeah, you know, and that's funny that, you know, growing up during that time, because the only one I ever heard speak during that time was uh, were, were our, um, our teachers. And I think here in the community, I remember when uh, Gilbert Caribou, I think I remember him being the first... And then um, Dajan right after that. Mm-hmm. And then after Dajan, I'm trying to think of who else came in. Um, might have been Jean mm-hmm. that took over right after that. And then Jean's been here for a long time. Yeah. You know. In probably. back then, it seemed like there were men. Yeah. Men, men teasers, you know. Yeah. Then the ladies started. Mm-hmm. But I know there are others that picked it up. You know, I don't know, you know, who amazed me was... When they gave, um, or when they started doing community language um, lessons or classes or whatever it was, maybe it was through Masabi um, Range mm-hmm. College or up in um, um, International Falls. Remember when the community college used to mm-hmm. do classes? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of them was was a language class, and the one that kind of blew me away. And maybe it was because she was always. Right there, and I don't, I don't know her, her personally or her, her uh, childhood upbringing, but um, 
Rosemary. Rosemary, uh, Barron's, yeah. uh, Good Sky Villabrin. Mm-hmm. Was that, that her name when she her was growing up? Tenant. Oh, Tenant. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when, when she started learning and she was in this class that I was in, remember when they, down by the, uh, that little camp they have down here, there used to be mm-hmm. a little, uh, school building over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that little building, that's, I remember they had uh, sixth grade, fifth and sixth grade uh, um, classes down there. And uh, in the evening, they would they would have other uh, college courses. And I think that's what it was. I think it was uh, back by um, Range River College. Anyhow, um, she was in that, that group that started that. And I remember not very many people finished it. I know I... I think I hung in there, maybe the whole thing, I'm not sure, but um, I know she picked it up, like, really fast, and I don't know if she was, she grew up around it or what, but that's mm-hmm. what it, it seemed like to me, now and we could ask her, because she's still around, too. Mm-hmm. She don't participate too much, though, mm. I know, she, you know, in uh, language stuff. Mm, yeah. Well, see, that's what makes me wonder whether she she was an original language speaker or mm-hmm. if it was something that, you know, she was, she learned, mm-hmm. you know, or was taught. Because I know there's always, there's that difference too as far as language go. Like a lot of people, well, not a lot, but the, the opinions I've heard from people that grew up with the language, mm-hmm. that were raised yeah. using the language, they can... They can tell, you know, when when somebody was yeah. taught in a school, mm-hmm. you know, like oh yeah, that's uh, that's college Ojibwe or yeah. you know Just by their dialect. Pretty much, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And so you know, there must not be a a smoothness to it or something, mm-hmm. you know, either that or we mix in yeah. other dialect here and there. Like uh, Mizanobi tongue, he worked in Fond du Lac. He was a teacher mm-hmm. in. He was teaching them the boys' Ford dialect. Oh. After then, after he left, I don't know who else who started teaching them. Mm-hmm. But after they had that uh, that little house by where the uh, where the rice camp is, that building. After they quit teaching a language there, they turned it into a AA building. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, alcohol and. But yeah, they they had little you know little houses like that where you know where they could uh, go you know and learn language or mm-hmm. just have a little uh, meeting room for you know different different uh, programs. Yeah, I wish they. Well, I don't. Like, I'm getting up there in age. Mary Bell, I know, this is hard. We're all getting up there in age. We ain't like the young elders anymore, but I was just thinking, you know, geez, I wish the young elders would step up there and try to teach or learn and then teach. But it's another thing. When you get old, you can't, you can't uh, 
learn anything. I mean, it, you can keep it for maybe a day, then you forget it. Mm. But then I suppose that's because you don't hear it every day. Yeah, I would probably say that was one of the biggest things. You never know what... Um, the more you hear it, the more you surround yourself in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more you're, it's gonna like get yeah. riveted to your, mm-hmm. to you, you know. And that's the way I've always kind of observed it. And uh, you know, most of the stuff that that's why in my mind, when I go to powwows, you hear a lot of uh, the spiritual mm-hmm. um, prayers and uh, um, the talks. Yeah. So a lot of that language stays as stuck with me, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. you know, the, the tobacco teachings and the, yeah. the uh, recognizing the mm-hmm. the spirits that are around um, in different areas, mm-hmm. you know, because they all have their own their own um, individual identities, you know. Yeah. You know, I was reading, some lady posted like the other night about the language. She said, I'm, I, me and my daughter are into the language really deep, she said, and I'm not going to quit learning, or I'm not going to quit learning until I can dream in Indian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you know you're almost there when you start dreaming in the Indian, you know. Right. Like, say, Indian words come to you while you're sleeping. Yeah. Animals, you know, mm-hmm. like the seven clans. Or well, that's what I was telling you, right? The, yeah, just a that, couple of months they, ago when that easy. E- yeah, that ego was was talking to me. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. That was a spiritual dream that you had, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those kind, of, those kind of dreams are really neat. I know that, you know, when I was young, uh, probably 13, maybe 12, I had a, a series of dreams, and it was probably over, over like four. I want to say three nights. Uh, that fourth night, I don't know if it was, it was really uh, uh, as powerful as the first two nights. Um, but a lot of that was in, was in, um, probably was in a language, but I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And the the people or the person that was showing me these I call them scenes or these situations mm-hmm. between people and between life and between animals and between places those kind of things were um, whatever they were they were saying I was kind of understanding mm-hmm. but only just the feelings yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know, like, down in um, the southwest, uh, I know I got asked to help down there, too, during a um, a ceremony. And down there, they do, uh, like, a sand painting. Mm-hmm. They put a, uh, smooth it all out, and they do the, with the sand in their, their hand, and they mm-hmm. do the design. And uh, this guy that I was helping, I didn't know him, you know, but I wanted to see what, what was happening. Mm-hmm just to see it and uh you know he was really really nice and um invited me to sit down and and watch closer and uh after a while he was asking me to give him these these different uh colors i guess color you know the sand that he had and he just had them in medicine bottles you know like Mm -hmm. little um 
bottles and he would say, you know, hand me that one or, you know, we point with our lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'd say, you know, that one there or mm-hmm. this one here or the blue one or mm-hmm. whatever. So, and I'm trying to remember how old I was. I think I was uh, eh, a little bit older. I would probably say maybe I was about 10 or 11, I would think. And uh, that's when all that was happening. And it was after I had left that there mm-hmm. and uh, had come up here. And so we went back for a ceremony. We always used to have ceremonies done down there. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that time it, was, it might have been for my dad. I know. And uh, so when he was setting up that, that Hogan um, and the sand painting and the ceremony and everything else that was happening, um, I always thought that was really, really neat that he, whatever he was uh, asking me to do, that I was, I was giving him the right stuff, mm-hmm. like he would say, give me that, that blue, mm-hmm. that thing with the blue stuff in it, and then I'd mm-hmm. get it to him, or he would say, it's over there in that suitcase, or it's over there in that bag, and uh, just look for this one here, and then he, mm-hmm. I'd hand it to him, and he would, you would use that, you know. So I think when people are learning, they they pick it up in their mind. Yeah. If they hear it, mm-hmm. and then it, it, it'll stick with them, and then they just have to know enough to just trust their their heart or their mm-hmm. their their spirituality, maybe yeah. or or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like you said, it, it those are the components there of. Uh, of of learning and understanding is mm-hmm. is uh, the uh, not only that you hear it, mm-hmm. or not only that you're saying it, and that helps too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in anything, the more you say it, the more you use it, mm-hmm. the more it's gonna gonna come back to you, or at least be your own. Mm-hmm. And I think they say that a lot in um, you know when when people go through a um, a trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I think it was uh, Jimmy Jackson that would talk like that. He would say, you know, you, uh, what really helps is if you, you tell your story. Mm-hmm. The more you tell your story, the more it's going to, it's going to heal you. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell my kids. Talk, talk, talk. Talk about it over and over as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you'll you'll start to accept yep. accept what uh, same thing like I said when Mark was having problems and go out in the woods take a tablet and a pencil with you and write what's going through your mind and all that and then hide it and go back and look at it a couple days and read it and see what day you know. And that's what he's, he only did that for a week. He said, I didn't like what I was right, what I, what I was writing. Well, you should keep on. I said, yep. don't just give up right away at mm-hmm. first time. I said, uh, keep on. I said, that's the only way you're gonna heal yourself by talking. And that's what I, I took away from that because he always stressed, you know, four times. He'd say, tell, tell that story, tell your story, tell, tell it. He said, don't just think it. He said, tell it, yeah. share it with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, that that was the thing that I always thought was uh, important. That's one of the ways I've always approached things, you know, mm-hmm. was to, you know, and everybody's got that chum, you know, that mm-hmm. they can they can talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. that's what I, I share a lot of dreams, a lot of spiritual dreams. Oh, yeah. You know, what, like, a lot of times them dreams are telling you something, like Clara told me this when we worked at Head Start. She said, Corrine had a dream. She's telling me that Corrine said that she was down by the lake there. She heard a lady singing Indian, and I didn't know what he was saying. She said, mm-hmm. I wish I knew what she was singing. But that lady, with she had on a white dress, nice white dress, Indian. And she was walking on top of the water, singing, coming toward the shore and she woke up and I, I told Claire a long time ago she wants her to uh, learn her language mm. she should learn her language so I've been I've been texting Corinne a lot and saying stuff in Indian to her you know and and or if I'll go into school and I'll I'll say bonjour dinaway Morgan I'll say mm-hmm. hello my relative or you know yeah. And she knows a lot of stuff that I say, or I write it down. I I text it and I write in Indian mm-hmm. to what uh, you know, because they tell you things like they told me to go through the midday in a dream. They didn't tell me; they told a medicine man, uh-huh. and he told Lester, and Lester told me, "You got to do this because it's coming from a medicine man that." had a dream that you were supposed to do this so I did it mm-hmm. I had I the first spring I I got all my things ready and I went through and I said I was telling they were asking me I said don't don't expect stuff to happen right away I said I waited four years to get to give a name and I finally got, I had a dream that I could give Indian names, and I started giving the names, and after four years. Mm-hmm. But I have a pipe. I never had a dream yet that I smoked it. So I'm just waiting. That's all I do is just hold it. I just put tobacco in there and just hold it. Yeah. Pretty soon, maybe I'll have it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that that you know, that's what I. I think you you've shared that a few times too. You know, but I I know that, you know, when people talk about um, certain aspects of life, you know, you're given that. Mm-hmm. That's a gift. Yeah. You know, and so I think if we look at it that way, I think it. You know, you kind of have to learn how to be patient. Yeah, and wait. <laughs> Yeah, and wait. Bobby, oh, that's wait. Bobby, oh. Okay. Grandma used to tell us girls that she said, she used to say to all of us, every every one of us, she'd say, when you get old, she said, when you're, you, you're in your 50s, maybe when you have your change of life, she said, you can't uh, bear any more children, you know, can't have any more. You go through your change, she said, Something else, something else will take the place of that. Maybe you'll be able to 
learn medicines or sewing or whatever, beading or, you know, and it'll come to you and you'll, that's what you, you will like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, there's stronger dreams that they would tell you to go through. Yeah. You know, when they want, the spirits want you to, that's how we communicate with spirits through dreams, you know. And that's, I think, our, our young people would, they should take that advice, you know, just to understand mm-hmm. that. How would you say it, Bobby-o? Yeah. Wait. Okay. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be patient. Yeah. You know, not everything's going to come right here. You're not mm-hmm. going to be a, you're not going to be a uh, pipe carrier. You're not going to, yeah. you know, you're not even going to be an artist until it's mm-hmm. time. Yeah. In same way with language. Mm-hmm. They give up easy if they just go a week. They yeah. Say, but they have to, they should keep on and on, you know. And then just for them to understand that mm-hmm. elders aren't, or the older people in their family aren't just, mm-hmm. we're not just saying this to to say it, you know, like, because we, we have experience. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to dream about the eagle and anything like that, about the, a year or Well, months? like I said, when I was younger, I, I, I had that dream and I, I'm pretty sure, you know, when I dreamt it, that, that it was in, I'll, I'll just call it a language. Uh, something that I didn't understand. And I know it was, um, oriented around, um, Anishinaabe life and, uh, just like a lesson in, in life or lessons in life in seeing situations, you know, that could be, I don't know. And then it wasn't until, like I said, just a couple of years, well, a couple of months ago, a few months ago that, you know, when that, I had that dream about that eagle. That's when I, when things were, were, uh, connecting, you know, and I think, you know, that's how I'm on, I'm 55, probably about 40 years, mm-hmm. you know, before I, I realized it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, all the while, taking a class here, I've taken a class mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You know, I remember, uh, my teacher in, um, in college was uh, Louis Counselor, mm-hmm. you know, and he always had a, just a, I don't know what do you want to call it, a, um, he wasn't a real demanding teacher, you know, he wasn't like, okay, by the time you're done, you're going to know this, and then I'm going to make sure you know it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think he understood that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, to be, to be patient, with everybody and that they're going to pick mm-hmm. it up on their, yeah. you know, it's going to mean that much more to them mm-hmm. when it's time, you know. Yeah. So when I always felt kind of guilty about it, that mm-hmm. that I wasted some of his time, you know, because I didn't really um, apply myself as I probably should have. I, I think to myself... Um, how much I could have, uh, I could more I could have learned, mm-hmm. you know. And there are people out there, like you said, when it's time, it's time, you know. And mm-hmm. boom, yeah. they they learn it. And, and like uh, that patience, that's in one of the teachings, the seven teachings. Mm-hmm. Patience, you know, respect all of them, other uh, humility and whatever, all kinds of. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I should go pick that up. Actually, we should take a break here, and maybe we'll come back, mm-hmm. and I'll go grab that 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 mm-hmm. uh, list with all them. Yeah. Things, and we can talk about that. Yeah. Okay, Gagago, Midasway. No, it's Midasway Shibajik. Yeah. Almost eleven. All right. Yeah, we'll be right back, guys. We're just gonna take a break, grab a cup of coffee, and we'll see you here in a little bit. Okay. I should remember I was saying all kinds of sentences last night. I should have been writing them down. Oh, yeah. I was in my room talking to myself. Okay, we are back and uh, sitting here helping uh, Auntie uh, go through some of our uh, our language and a little bit of history and a little bit of the culture and, uh, you know, we uh, basically go by, um, you know, no particular schedule at this time. And uh, one of the things she uh, remarked about in the last segment or before we took our break was about the uh, seven uh, teachings, grandfather teachings. And uh, she wanted to kind of share some some information on that. Uh, before that, we had talked about uh, language and uh, a little bit about um Acquiring language, you know, and just how some learners pick it up right off the bat, and then why that why that happens, you know, from a spiritual aspect, and uh, you know, when when these things are are ready to happen, they happen, and that's kind of the way uh, Native Americans, or at least uh, those that see um, the world in a different way, like uh, everybody's um, bound by the clock. You know, like you got to do this at uh, two minutes after 11 o'clock and this has got to be done before, you know, um, 2.30 in the afternoon. Um, So, yeah, a lot of that, our our world today is, uh, I don't know what the word is, regulated? I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, there's expectations, you know, that we have that we're going to, get these certain things done today and uh that will happen you know in in our way it's not like we just sit around all day waiting for the <laughs> waiting for a calling to happen uh you know but with everything you know in good time um what was that word that you used empty the um for patience patience that would be uh Babe, or Bobby. Bobby, oh. Bobby, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so that, you know, that's one of the things that I think is kind of, uh, you know, not, not paid attention to enough, you know, is that these things will happen when they happen, especially when it's, uh, um, of a spiritual nature, you know, or a, a cultural nature, because that's, that's the way that, um, things that have been done, you know, in the past. I mean, it's it's something where, yeah, we recognize these points in our lives, you know, like maybe it's a, uh, a young woman's ceremony or, you know, where she's becoming a woman. Or uh, maybe it's a man in his passage uh, as a young boy into uh, adulthood. Those kind of uh, points in life were recognized, you know, but it's just like the seasons, 
Um, you know, sometimes these things come early and sometimes they come later. But, uh, see, I got to use that word more more often. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Un. Bobby Un. Okay. So we just have to be patient. You know, I mean, spring is not going to get here any sooner. You know, the more we worry about it. <laughs> I just got to wait. You just got to wait, you know. Bobby Un. Uh, Bobby Un. But uh, I see you reading over that that poster that we got, Auntie, and you're the one who gave that to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you just want to touch on it or. Yeah, well, there's stuff that you know it's written in here, but then we were told like other things too, like Dayboy when it's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things that we were taught, like truth. Dayboy when. Like, I got a granddaughter, her name is Debwe, truth, and, uh, you know, like they say, truth is represented by the Miskwade, see, that's a, like a turtle, Miskwade, see, and uh, it carries the teaching of life on its back. Truth is being loyal in all your relationships and avoiding avoiding, you know, bad things. It is speaking as as honestly as you can and recognizing that you that your perspective might be different than others. Well that's that's one thing that well, my husband worked for over 17 years in the uh, chemical dependency area. He went to four years UMD for counseling. and But anyway, he worked there, and he used to always talk to me about tr- uh, the tr- uh, truth about Debwe when one of the teachings. He used to say when he... He used to say, well, he was in tribal council for a while there, and he, he didn't run again because he said, in order to work here, i got to be a truthful person. And, you know, I, I, I can't lie to the people. I can't, you know, I have to be true, true to the people. So he, he quit. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't run. And he said, that's one thing. Honesty is the best medicine, he used to say. And uh, Miskwadesi is one of the oldest animals on our planet. The Miskwadesi lives life in a slow and... I can't read these words. Medical manner. Methodical? Yeah manner because he understands the importance of both the journey and the destination. The laws of time and life are recorded on the back of the Miskwadesi. There are 28 markings representing the 28 full moons and the 28 days between a woman's cycle for creating and bearing life. There are also 13 moons that represent the 13 times the earth circles the sun. That's uh, 
Wisconsin, Dayboy. And, you know, like, another thing is, well, we, it's as soggy the wind, that's love. You said, my grandma, you say, I've seen uh, people post on that. How, how do you, uh, um, how was that one said again? Joanim? Joanim. Joanim. I've seen people uh, use that or been posting mm-hmm. online um, to represent like a um, an unconditional love mm-hmm. in general, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, so how could you win? I know my grandma. I asked her one time, "Hey, grandma, how do how do I uh, how do I tell my uh, my girlfriend at the time? How do I tell her I love her?" And she told me, "Dijewain, Dijewainman." Oh yeah, there, there's a lot of families around here. They were traditional families, but they they use different words, different sayings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like strong will. We all use the. And then maybe wake them up there mm-hmm. and drifts on raid drifting them and soxes and wooden frogs and Johnsons and bonies, you know, they all they all mostly said the same but there was some different that they must yeah. have used in their family. Yeah. Love is rep- represented by them. Megizzi, because he has strength to carry all the teachings. Love is showing kindness and compassion in the living things around you. It is working together, living in harmony with others. Love is accepting people for who they are. Love means helping people to feel empowered and inspired to live their life in a good way. But you know, you, you hear like love, you hear of all the abuse, mm-hmm. you know, with the children, with your, with the wives. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to laugh at this one, this one, uh, one of my relatives were, got a new boyfriend, and uh, she, I'm not going to say names, maybe you know who we were, <laughs> but she had a new boyfriend, and she come, she come, and she had a black eye. Uh-huh. Oh, I said, uh, what happened? I said, did you get some Indian lovings? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of got mad. Yeah. You know, said, oh, you were talking so nice about your boyfriend. Now, what happened? I yeah. said, yeah. But yeah, love, well, you know how that is. You mm. can turn it off and turn it on if you don't mean it. Right. You know, and, and you know, love is showing kindness to other people and, you know, just being nice. You know, just to be, go off track here, I, I was trying to think of where that might have come from, you know, because beforehand, um, we probably didn't have that that issue, you know. Of being mean to one another. Yeah. I think we learned that. Yeah. We learned that from yeah, yeah. after contact. Like they say, years, when the world was still, earth was still new, they, everybody lived in harmony. Yeah. Animals. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would, I don't know, 
I, I heard that story last night too about um, uh, talking about love. Uh, I think it was uh, Carl Galboy, another one of our elders. He was sharing a story about, um, like, at a time before, 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 where, you know, we, we communicated with our animals and we, we under, you know, well, we still do. We still see them as our, mm-hmm. as our brothers, as our sisters. And, but they also knew, or at least, you know, they knew how pitiful man was, right? Yeah. And, uh, so they, they agreed to, uh, help him out. And uh, that was one of the things I thought was, in the way that he told it, that was that was like the ultimate love, mm-hmm. you know, that they would give themselves for us. So I always thought that was uh, that was an awesome teaching, mm-hmm. you know, that they said, "Hey, if you do this," but then we also had obligations too, mm-hmm. you know, to them, you know, to honor them. To uh, tell their story mm-hmm. and um, understand why why this relationship is the way it is, you know, where they lay down their life so that we can sustain our own, you know. But then also too, we honor them in our ceremonies and yeah. you know other things. So you know, things like that is is where these uh, I would probably say these uh, this whole concept of of love and caring and mm-hmm. uh, carried our people, yeah. especially through these uh, these days when <laughs> when it's like minus forty five below, you know. Yeah, and then I notice now there's a lot of blame, blame, blame. Mm-hmm. You know, to me it takes two. You know, it don't it ain't only one person; it's the other two. You know, mm-hmm. like say, you know. I don't know, the relationships like uh, husband and wife or whatever, you know, if they're not, you know, if they're not happy in a relationship, you know, I don't think anybody's happy in a relationship at one time, you know, mm-hmm. you can't be happy every day yeah. and, you know, and if, you know, you blame your your man or something for for that, you know. It's you know it's both the people that it, it ain't it ain't you alone it ain't him alone it's both of yous look you know and but there's so much blame like oh you made me drink you made her drink you you know you <laughs> <laughs> for your same yeah, nobody can make you that's what I used to get told all the time you can't make a monkey twice you know mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's very true. I was, I, I think about those thoughts every once in a while, you know, like before contact, you know, how did we approach child rearing, you know, back then it was, uh, you know, your auntie and uncles that kind of took care of you or at least mm-hmm. taught you how to, how to act. Yeah. You know, and then it was your, your mother and father who, who, uh, who provided for you. You know, your your father went out and did this, and I think the 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 roles that we played as a family and as a unit, because they're like even down down south, there's there's rules. You know, yeah. there's certain ways that or topics like let's say that I can't 
I can't or I shouldn't uh, use or or topics that should come up in a discussion between me and my my aunt, even even uh, with in laws. Mm-hmm. You know these things that were were taught to us. You know by however they were taught to us, but it was mostly our our aunts and our uncles that mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, brought these teachings, and that's why they were so close. Yeah. You know. I mean, you look at Strongville and how everybody was was right there together. Yeah, all the kids were. Mm-hmm. Um, all the kids were playing together every day, you know. Yeah. And it just when that's what I say when the old ones passed, that's when everything quit. Yeah. All the old men. Yep. All the ceremonies quit, and the language quit. Everything. But would you say, you know, I'm I'm not a a day. Uh, person and um, you know I've never really had a um, a calling in that way uh, I always thought that it would if it was meant to be it would it would happen you know um, but in that I mean I know it's all about a medicine mm-hmm. a medicine aspect of it in the healing, but also in there, there must be um, understanding, too, of what I was talking about down mm-hmm. south, about family relationships and just how everybody is to treat each other. Mm-hmm. It, it, is that part of? Yeah, I think everything stems down to when you're a child, it, it comes up like... I always stuck with my grandma. I learned a lot from her Mm -hmm. as a kid. Nobody else learned from her. They would be doing their own thing, playing. They knew how to talk the language. But I went with her to go gather medicine. I'd watch her when she would clean fish and ducks, everything else. And I'd watch all my aunts. They can hide. And... Ever since I was maybe six years old, you know, I, I watched. And what I think is as you grow up, the, the spirits are watching you. Who's paying attention? Who's, who's going to be the next, the next person that, that, uh, carries on, mm-hmm. you know, with the medicines and stuff and, None of the boys showed any interest in it, you know. Maybe Jig, Jig did, mm-hmm. the boys, and he was a Medewi man. But and none of the girls, I think, well, Joanne and all of them, they, but they didn't really, you know, they they knew everything, and but they didn't like, uh, like when I did that, I, I think what I think is. The spirits cho- uh, choose you mm-hmm. to to be the way, right. say teaching, teaching mm-hmm. language, teaching ceremonies, you know, teaching stuff. Because there should be every there should be one in every family that's interested. Mm-hmm. Like you, your family, you are the one that's interested in the language, culture, everything, mm-hmm. and. 
Perry's the one, well, although his dad isn't, but Perry's the kid that is main, uh, interested in everything. Uh, Jay, in his family, he's one, you know, he's interested. Yeah. So he's, he's like a chosen person to mm -hmm. carry on. Yeah. And, you know, there's one person in each family, what the way I think, I don't know if anybody thinks different, but... There's one that's always interested and in, you know, as they grow older, it gets stronger and stronger, especially if you go through the midday. Mm -hmm. And then you will, that, that is a powerful position there to go through the yeah. Dewey Lodge, you know. You can't just go give a name and you have to be a fluent speaker in order to do ceremonies. Yeah. You can't, you can tell them what you say in uh, English, but you gotta, when you're talking to the spirits, you have to talk the language. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know, yeah. like this one lady, she, she was doing wrong. She gave Chris or somebody, she gave one of them a name. Your name is Bear Claw. Mm -hmm. And he was asking me, how do you say Bear Claw in Indian? You know, and he said, "Oh, that's supposed to be my Indian name." Hmm. I said, "No, I don't think it is." Because uh -huh. nowadays there's people out there that are claiming to be medicine men, and they're you know, oh, yeah. they're really not. Or they well, there's even not a bunch of non-Indians out there yeah, that do the same thing. You that, know, that don't know how to. You have to know the language. Mm -hmm. That's um, number one. Know your language. And everything else will follow after that. And, you know, it's just uh, that way. You're chosen by the spirits who's going to carry on till, till yeah. you get to be an old, old lady or an old, old man. Well, those those things I, I was kind of getting to were, was back to um, our relationships. You know, I mean, a lot of unhealthy things that we live with today. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of... I don't know what they call it nowadays. They're starting to understand it a bit. I don't really understand it myself, but uh, you know, I've given attended some presentations or some information on it. But it's called uh, generational trauma, and so a lot of those things uh, pass get passed on through generations. You know, our families, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, things like that. You were talking about the abuse and you know mistreatment of our loved ones and yeah. you know the, the kids the ki well the yeah the kids too but those things you know i mean we're we're trying to come out of it and we're understanding it and trying to get out of the that realm of uh uh mistreatment and like i said before then i don't think we i don't think we we had concepts like that you know and um, it's even described in in the first people that had contact, um, some of the things that they wrote down, you know, just how peaceful and um, kind of like wonderful, almost uh, uh, paradise kind of a existence, you know, life that Indian people practiced, you know, before contact and then... Um, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people got, or 
most of the listeners out there should have an idea, you know, that, yeah, we suffer a lot of this stuff, but there's been so much trauma that, that we've been through, you know. Um, and I'm not saying it like, like, oh, yeah, somebody owes us something, you know, but um, we're trying to pull out of this and we're trying to become healthy again. And what I'm saying with that is if they they go by the language and learn the language and try to make it part of themselves, um, you know, these other gifts um, could be part of that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like the dreams and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the understanding of these teachings or maybe you're given a particular... Um, aspect of these these teachings you know because one of the things I, I i really believe and i haven't really seen too much of it and maybe i gotta go seek out some other um some other people who, like i said i i've never i've never um well I, i've been to some ceremonies um healing ceremonies i i don't know if they were Madei or or what they were but um, that's one of the things I know that, that that's a powerful aspect aspect of it. But I've even heard that there were some ceremonies that were just, I don't know what the word is, communal or uh, just were practiced in, in the, I could only see them as being, keeping people together, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, like you said, everybody brought a, a plate, mm-hmm. you know, to these ceremonies, and that, that to me says, uh, you know, that we're we're gathering, and that we love one another, and uh, so those kind of things I, I think were built into all of these ceremonies, and I think even like understanding our relationships with our partners um, and our relatives you know I think that was all all built into the Madei also and so along with those teachings I think it it it, it helped us stay together and help one another to survive so that that's the aspect of it I'd, I'd like to hear more about I mean I know there's plenty out there about uh, the medicinal and the healing that part of it, I really believe. I, I, I've seen some, some amazing stuff. Yeah, so you know, I. and um, you know, it, it, it's always a respectful thing, and I always encourage people to to seek it out. You know, especially if they're um, in in a in the need mm-hmm. for it. You know, especially if they're like, let's say, in a dealing with cancer or dealing with. Uh, terminal type issues because even at that I mean you it, it helps it helps satisfy your spirit yeah yeah so more power to uh, to that aspect of it but I really want to hear just kind of like the everyday um, things that uh, and and maybe I'm wrong maybe maybe that's not part of it maybe uh, the customs are separate from it but as I know everything's related and it all starts with the language yeah. Like I've been told. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, my little grandson and lives in Hibbing, and all he's breaking out with 
he has that exam or whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, they have that medicine right down by where Gene used to have his rice camp. I'm going to ask somebody to go down there, maybe Bajon, to go. I showed him where them trees were that I, I pick. And I'm going to make my little grandson some medicine so he can, they can put it on his cheeks. Oh, he's just red. He's just, so, and it, there's too much snow now to get back there, but it's not too far. Mm-hmm. And I want I want to go put tobacco down by that tree so I can take that bark off that tree and boil it and then send it to him in a little glass bottle. Yeah. And then, because so I just, every time I look at him, oh, I just feel sorry for his little skin. Yeah. So I'm going to, as soon as it uh, melts a little more, then I can. Do you, do you remember being instructed uh, like in detail like because I remember when my uh, I just remember what it was either my dad or somebody in the family it might have been like Rogine or um, Terry at the time but uh, they were sick and then um, JS JS had uh, recommended or, or suggested a remedy and uh but his was really specific. I mean, he he told whoever my dad to go out and get this at a certain time. You know, like this. I don't know if it was the spring or during the summer. And uh, you know, he even said from the north side of the tree mm-hmm. or from the east side. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he would he was uh, told. It seemed to me really specific. You know, specific. And uh, I was just wondering, even at that, like we learned today about picking these things, you know, like uh, I've heard about since I've had Alice Heart Trouble, how um, how strawberries Mm -hmm. could be a real um, benefit. Yeah, Yeah, the roots and uh, the uh, leaves, Mm -hmm. I, I was told too. Yeah, J.S. called me and Claire up to his house one in the summertime, and he showed he's telling us how to make uh, diabetes medicine if your if your uh, sugar is high. He said, "Go to a hazelnut tree. Get the bark from a hazelnut tree. Go to a hazelnut choke cherry tree." Or no, pin cherry tree, mm-hmm. and take the bark out of that. And then there's another tree, three tree barks boiled together. And he said, I can't remember. Pin cherry, choke cherry, hazelnut, mm-hmm. hazelnut uh, tree, of all three of the barks. Yeah. And boil them all together with, with the lake water. And he said it, uh, it has to go in a glass bottle. And he said, uh, boil it with the lake water. And then after it's boiled for a long time, strain it with, you know, with a, a white rag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, cool it off. And he said, drink like a little eight ounce glass in the morning and then in the evening. He said, if you have high blood sugar, it'll, 
it'll take it down. Mm-hmm. And then another one, Marvin Knott, Marvin Knott did this. He said he had uh, high sugar, and he said they were going to keep him in the hospital. So he didn't, he, long time ago, you know, the old Indians didn't like to be in a hospital. Nobody yeah. does anyway, but what he did, he said he went home. He said he had a lot of wild rice, and he said he ate wild rice for four days, just nothing but wild rice, with just very little bits of salt, not even, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said his blood sugar went, you know, well, he didn't eat nothing like no sugar or yeah. anything like foods that make her. Mm-hmm. And he said his his sugar was really normal when he went back to the doctor. Yeah. So, you know, but there's a lot of... And I keep forgetting to bring you, I got seven pages of medicines at home. Oh, yeah, I should bring them up there. We're getting to the time of the year, you know, mm-hmm. where we could get out and go collect. Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to we're gonna do a, an event for that also uncle bill's name is on in there that where he he has a medicine in there that he shared with that it said billy strong on there mm, okay so I'll, I'll i'll have to remind myself to show you maybe you can take some copies and yeah put them away cool somewhere pretty good and uh yeah, so what else you got on your, your teachings have, there? Uh, Nibaka Cohen. Wisdom. Nibaka Cohen. That what uh if this was represented by the Amik. Amik is a beaver. And uh the Amik used his natural gift wisely for his survival and and alters his environment is an friendly, sustainable way for the benefit of his family. Wisdom is the ability to learn not only from our life experience but for guidance from some of our from from our elders and other knowledgeable community members when we need it it helps us work toward accomplishing our goal and fulfilling our dreams that's you know just like these like that guy on uh, that uh, native native uh, what do you call when he says go visit an elder ask questions learn something learn a medicine we might need it one day you know, ask, ask, what, you know, what did you eat when you were a little kid? What did, you know, there's just so much, there's just so much things you can ask. I don't know what's happening here, but I I gotta fix this. Oh, I know it's... I don't know if you could hear, but this thing is just loose. I can't. 
It won't stay on my head. <laughs> I had it in Janish, I had it backwards. <laughs> and uh, wisdom is Nibakakawe. We Nibakakawin. That's just like opening up something. Like Bakakunanawe. Open it up, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, like I said, you know, go to old elders. Even Mary Bell, you know, she's getting up. Rosaline, she knows a lot, you know. Marcella, all the old, older ladies in their 80s. Even Mavis, Shirley, these must, their mom and dad were traditional when, you know, when they were teenagers and Hey, you know who uh, I was reminded to? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, Wooden yeah. Frog. Yeah. They say she she really likes it when people stop by. Mm-hmm. Perry went visit her now three times. Yeah. Where is she at again? At Cook, at oh, that nursing home. At the Cook Nursing Home. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's out there, you know, you want to learn some more, you know, just ask about some of the history. Maybe you want some uh, information on your, your grandparents or something like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be a real good source to go over there and, you know, um, of course, take your tobacco with you. And, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. And I think she would really appreciate that, too, as well as her family. Then there's this other one. uh Courage, bravery. A win. Courage, bravery is represented by Makwa. The mother Makwa has the courage and strength to face her fears and challenge while protecting her young. Makwa shows us how to live in a balanced life with rests, the re- with the rest, survival, and play. Courage means being brave even when you are in a difficult situation. It is being strong enough to acknowledge your weakness and working to develop the strength what's right. Find your inner strength to face the difficulties of life and the courage to be yourself. Defend what you believe in and what is right for your community, family, and self. Make positive choices and that and have conviction in your decisions view your view your inner self from perspective in all teachings and then what what the uh, the bear means is uh like he's the the police on the reservation mm-hmm. he guards he goes around guarding the uh, reservation or where the yep. Indians live and he's uh, a strong uh, they used to tell us that he's uh, 
And they also used to say that he can understand Indian. He can, when you talk the language to him, he can understand what you're saying. And I do that all the time. And uh, one of the ladies that come in at the Palmer, Loretta, she was telling me, she said, I stopped out on the road there and I talked to the Maquash, she said. Oh, I told her. She, uh, she said she put tobacco down and she said she had a, like a sweet roll or something and she put that down. Mm-hmm. And she started talking to the Makwa. And that's all, when I, me and Lester used to go around, we, we, I'd roll the window down or it was on his side, he'd roll the window down and, Pusho Makwa, Aninishchige and Nungam, Gigichuisinena. Did you eat or what? what are you doing today? Did you eat enough? And, and, where were any, uh, where were any? He'd say, ma, Take care, there's a car coming. You know? Mm-hmm. And that bear would be just looking. And then after that, it would just go turn around and go in the woods. You know what I always thought? I always thought that relationship was always something special, mm-hmm. like here. Mm-hmm. I mean, being here and coming here, and there's always bears, mm-hmm. you know. There's always bears around here. And uh, I think it's, I think people have it backwards that uh, that bear center that's just off the red, or mm-hmm. the Vince Shooty one, uh, I think they have it backwards that the Vince Shooty sanctuary makes it so there's a lot of bears around here. I mean, but I think it's backwards because there are bears around here and because, you know, we've always had that respect for them. I've, I've heard of some of our, our people here. I think it was Gene and their family. Good guys. Mm-hmm. They raised the bear, mm-hmm. you know, when they were young boys. And, uh, but I would probably say there's many more stories like that of our relationship. I know a lot of people have said, uh, um, or shared stories about like when they're blueberry picking, you know, mm-hmm. or picking other berries in just like you said, how they, they address the bear mm-hmm. and how they, they talk to it and, uh, everything's fine. You know, they they picked their berries, and their family was able to pick their berries, and so I think there's a, a definite relationship here, mm-hmm. you know, with with the bear, and uh, it's the Vince Shooty Sanctuary that benefits from that, from our relationship, you know, or our understanding mm-hmm. of the bear. Yeah, you know, when we were kids, we were told never to talk bad about a bear. Mm-hmm. He said, never say anything bad. And uh, there was this guy, his name was Jack Ottertail. He was from Lac La Croix. He'd, he'd come and live at my grandma's house in a, in a, a rising time. And he would always talk. He couldn't talk. He had broken English anyway. He'd talk about bad about bears, really bad. I don't know what he had against him. Anyway, he went home, went back home, and here we heard it, and during the spring, I think, or fall, I can't remember what it was, 
I was about uh, 17 when I, I heard that, that news. They said he was walking that night in the woods someplace, going to somebody's place, and a bear attacked him. Mm. And they found his body parts all over the ground. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's why I tell all my grandkids, never say things about bad about a bear. Right. Because, yeah. you know, that's uh, I dream about. And, you know, in the Bear Clan people, like Lester was Bear Clan. And I, like I said, I was feeling sad after he passed away. And I was in this house without a door. The door was, and I was sitting, it was no furniture in there at all. I was sitting on the floor. And I looked out that open door and I could see a great big bear coming. It was walking up and it walked right up. There was a ramp on that door. Like I have at my house, I have a ramp. And that bear come walking up that ramp and I kind of curled up in the corner hoping he wouldn't see me. But he seen me and he come walking right up to me. And he kind of like by my ear there, he kind of put his his um, mouth or whatever mm -hmm. right by my ear, and it's just like he kissed me on a. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't scared of him anymore. But then I woke up mm -hmm. in Lester's Bear Clan, and I was thinking that was him because I was I was grieving yeah. for him, and and plus he's Bear Clan. Right. He probably come back as. You know, yeah, I suppose it's a a story or a situation where <clears throat> you know, like the big bad wolf, mm -hmm. you know, I mean the the wolf was looked at as as a relative of ours also, mm -hmm. you know, and we we had a we had a relationship with them, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't like the big bad wolf where they were just totally evil and you know, I think ranchers and farmers <laughs> kind of put that out there, you know that. Mm -hmm. Because of their the losses they suffered as far as their their livestock and that that they were kind of put on a on the evil side of things, you know. You know, I I heard an animal show story about how how all the animals gave what they were going to do for the Indians. Yep. Like say the deer meets the deer said, "I'll I'll feed them. I'll give them my meat." Mm -hmm. Another animal they all you know the wolf yeah they said the ones that could feed the people spoke up and said the ducks mm -hmm. they can eat me they can you know shoot me and eat yeah. me for but like i'm trying to remember that story grandma used to say about about a fish the fish can uh we say the fish can eat us or mm -hmm. the fish can people can kill a fish to feed themselves and you know mm -hmm. the moose and but then you know if you're a bear clan they used to eat bear mm. but uh, if you're a bear clan you can't eat it it's yeah. like they say it's your brother or sister you know so yeah. but uh, you know that's oh I didn't get through all these but we'll get through them yeah we can do that again we'll follow that up
Me and Noah. Anyhow, yeah, we're just about at, at the end of the hour here, and uh, we're going to sign off and come back at you uh, next week, next Tuesday. So uh, I'm going to let uh, Auntie give her her uh, sign off here. Oh, Gigawabamin, Nisho, Gijagut, Bama, Gigitoin, Minoa. I I am uh, if I don't write anything down I tend to forget it so probably old age but I'm gonna write start writing everything down that that I can remember. Okay, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday, like she said, and uh, stay tuned until then, and we'll try to get all this material posted up on our Facebook Live page. So until then. For more content from KBFT 89.9 FM Voiceward, Tribal Community Radio, view your local podcast directory, or visit our website at www.kbft.org.